Welcome to SEC Unfiltered, home of the best SEC content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code SECU to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Prize Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry guys. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sports entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports. Pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of, they have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews as well. Guys, so many fans and listeners of SEC Unfiltered have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. Well, so again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code SECU to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from SEC Unfiltered sent you. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mark, what's going on, my man? Happy New Year to you and yours. How are you? Chris, I like what you've done with the place. Look at this. <laughs> Look at this. Moving on up, moving on up. Happy New Year to you, sir. Happy New Year to most of your audience. Okay? Wishing very well to most of your audience. 
But that audience is expanding now, isn't it? Some gators so, in uh, here, Mark. Per sources, there's some gators in here. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. good stuff, man. Good stuff. Congratulations on the uh, on the reimaging. Congratulations on the new look, on the new brand, and congratulations, Chris, on being able to discuss more than just a middling, underachieving. Um, kind of a joke of a college football program over its entire existence. You have now leveled up, my friend. Uh, it is Mario eating the mushroom. Why would anyone sign on to only being able to talk about the Gamecocks and that history? Yeah, of course you made a great decision, Chris. Of course you did. All right. Like that is the picture of depression to me, having to talk about you know, a meddling program that can't get out of its own way, that's never really achieved anything substantial. You know, brought, spread your wings. Grow up. You know, Chris, I'm, I was watching a little bit about Colin, uh, Colin Cowherd's show and today, and he was saying that, you know, he thinks Pittsburgh should move on from Mike Tomlin, and people say that's nuts. And he's like, look, you get to a point at a place where you just feel like you've topped out. You know, he said he felt that way when he was at ESPN. Chris, you topped out at the Spurs Up show. The Spurs Up show could no longer handle your potential and your growth. And when you've got an entrepreneurial mind and the entrepreneurial spirits that you have and I believe I possess, we can't be chained down. There's only one kind of handcuffs that you and I like, and it's not in business, okay? <laughs> Well, Mark, I appreciate the kind words. Truly, it means a lot, even at the expense of the University of South Carolina football program. But one of the reasons, Mark, and for those who don't realize who are tuned in, Mark Ryan of the Fan Upstate, as long as he agrees to it, it's going to continue to be a weekly guest for us. Mark, one of the reasons, and I told you this off record, is because I, I don't look at you as you know, a local or regional guy. I do look at you as a national guy, and I think you bring great value not just to talk in SEC, but just we could talk about any sport. We could talk in MLB. We could talk NBA, whatever it might be. But I also like having you on because you do have some of that Palmetto State flavor, right? Which, you know, I, I like to keep around. So on that note, you you put out a post, I believe it was yesterday. And this sort of goes with what we're seeing across the entire SEC and college ball, though. The transfer portal. We just saw Quinshawn Judkins from Ole Miss, the running back into the portal. Grayson Pup Howard, who didn't play a lot last year for South Carolina, but he enters the transfer portal. This guy was a four-star signing. And now, and now uh, going to Florida. And – now the rumor, yes, is he is going to go to Florida because he is quote-unquote homesick. You mentioned that Florida, you felt like, was at this point a, a middle of the pack or maybe even, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think you said a feeder program. Um, your thoughts on that? I mean, do you feel like that's where we've gotten in college football where it's like programs like South Carolina, like Florida, have sort of turned into the the minor leagues for the Georgias, Bamas, the upper echelon, if you will, where it's like, you never know if your favorite team is going to be able to hold on to a top talent because of where we are. You know, it was so hilarious, Chris. Yesterday when I sent that tweet out, Gamecock fans were all like, you know, we call them angry birds when they get very, very upset. They were all ready to go nuts until they read the tweet and they're like, okay, Mark put <laughs> our comeback to this tweet where, you know, when Mark says something about South Carolina, mm -hmm. we like to say, but what about your school, Florida? Mark already has the our comeback in the tweet where he says, look, South Carolina has become a minor league program to the to college football's wealthy. Florida lost Trevor Etienne to Georgia. You guys have all talked about having a separate trophy for the group of five. 
is it now that we is it now time that we also have a separate trophy for the mid-level programs like Florida and South Carolina? And Gamecock fans were like, wait a minute, you just said what we were about to say. I'm not used to Mark Ryan putting our own comeback, which upset a lot of Florida fans. Here's the reality, Chris. You know, like it it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out whether you're good or bad at your job. Look at the numbers. Look at the data. Okay. You had uh, a massive number of downloads last, last year, over 600,000. We set a station record for downloads. We broke our own station record for downloads. Uh, our medium is one where a majority of your audience is live. And, you know, this, this medium has been catching up to the on-demand market, right? Your market, it's almost all on-demand. Right. Like your medium, it's almost all on demand. Uh, you're trying to increase your live audience. So we're, we're kind of we're doing different things. But but back to the point at hand, Chris, I you know, Gator fans were upset by that. All you got to do is look at the standings page to see if you're good or bad at your job. Florida has been a mid-level program since 2010. It is now too long of a period to say it's a blip. It has been a trend. If it upsets you as a Gator fan, good. It upsets me. Okay, but admission is the first step toward recovery. You got to admit where you are. Um, I, 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 Chris, do you, I mean, do you disagree with this? I think it's gross. I think it's disgusting. And, you know, Quinshawn Jenkins today, you know, what happened there? He looked at what Juice Wells was getting and saying, I need more. You know, like, hey, my agent, listen, I wasn't going to transfer. I played in a bowl game, but I'm seeing what some of these cats are getting. That's not what my paycheck says. Get me more. I mean, that's hmm. if if that's your hypothesis about what happened with Quinshawn Jenkins, your your Judkins, you're accurate. Trevor Etienne, Chris, I don't wish him well. I don't wish him well. Why does everyone need to say you wish him them well? If the when the girl breaks up with you in your life or my life, and we say I wish you well, do you really mean it? You know, you don't mean it. Okay, you don't. I don't wish Trevor Etienne well when he transfers to a rival, that is sacrilege, Chris. You just like, there are some things you just don't do regardless of whether or not it's a good business decision. You don't do what he did. So no, I don't root for him. I'm not pulling for him. I don't wish him well. I hope the Georgia thing bombs. Then I wish him well after that. I don't wish him <laughs> failure for life. I wish that this move that he made based on greed you know, I, I hope it falls flat on its face. I think I think it's disgusting, you know, and um, I take it that I'm a, a lot. I'm, I'm going to get a lot of I told you so's from Gator fans today on on Pup Howard. Nothing I said changes, Chris. Um, Florida and South Carolina right now feel like feeder programs for the wealthy in college football. And, you know, working against Florida, they've got a, t a big fan base, top 10 fan base in size. They're in Gainesville, Florida. It's a it's a small college town, you know, working against South Carolina, I think, is not the lack of funds for the school, Chris. It's that anybody who became wealthy by making smart business decisions is not going to view giving South Carolina a million dollars as a smart business decision. That's not how they became millionaires, giving programs money that have historically wasted it. Right. So anyway, Chris, boy, I am going on. I am going <laughs> down the primrose path. I feel like I'm hosting a segment that is too much to digest. Mm -hmm. 
Well, Mark, let's get on the field, talk about some of these bowl games, specifically the college football playoff. Michigan takes down Alabama 27-20 in overtime. Washington beats Texas. I want to give you your roses because you nailed it. You you nailed it with your predictions. I heard you talking earlier this week on the radio. Did, did anybody get it more accurate than Mark Ryan? So I want to give you a moment to bask in the glory and also just get your takeaways from, from what you saw in both of those games in the college football playoff. You know, Chris, we are in a society of freezing cold takes, right? Old takes exposed where everyone wants to highlight when you're wrong. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did we lose Mark Ryan for a second there? Let's see. Okay. Cannot hear you, Mark. I'm going to, uh, let's see. Let's see. Okay. All right. So Mark Ryan going to join us back. I think he probably just got a phone call. I think that's probably what happened. So we'll get Mark Ryan back in here. We'll get Mark Ryan back. He was starting to gloat and the, uh, the hackers kicked him out. So for those who are new, by the way, who tune in, from time to time, we will have hackers. Instead of calling them technical issues, we've got hackers, whether they be Muschamp hackers, they be Mike Bobo hackers, whoever they may be. So here we go. We're going to get him back in here. Chris, okay, I got to do it too. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Okay, I got to do a tutorial with you, man, on what to do when the phone call comes in. Because <laughs> every time the phone call comes in, it, it boots me from uh, from the thing. So I got I to gotta figure out the settings or something there, man. It's just... Why do you not have the default setting that allows me to just X out of a phone call and it doesn't kick me off the screen? Could happen again, Chris. Could happen again in the next five <laughs> or ten minutes. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm deeply apologetic. So I was saying, Chris, that we live in a society where everyone highlights what, when you're wrong and it's crickets when you're right. And you see that in terms of the engagement. But, I, I you know, in fairness, I could have easily been wrong on both of those games, right? If you played those games again, would you get the same result? Who knows, right? When you have two good matchups, that's the reality of the situation. Uh, but I was the only one I know that had scores that close and the two right teams. 
the consensus was that we were going to have an Alabama Texas rematch. I don't know who you pick, Chris. That, but that's where I fell. That's where I fell. If you, yeah. if you can, well, you did fall. I hope you didn't hurt yourself too bad <laughs> on that fall, man. Um, if you realize that Alabama was plus seventeen special teams points in that game and lost, you go through those plays of muff punt for a touchdown for Alabama. Two made 50-yard field goals. They got a great kicker, but is a college kicker going to routinely make over 50-yard field goals every time? Um, Michigan missed their field goal. Michigan missed an extra point. If you give Alabama one of their two 50-yard field goals, Chris, and then you say, okay, the rest of the stuff doesn't happen. Michigan doesn't fumble a punt. Michigan doesn't miss an extra point. You know what the final score of that game is? Michigan 24, Alabama 10. They were a much better team than Alabama in that game. And I I watched enough of Washington to get the sense that they were a better team than Texas. And did you not get that sense watching that game? Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. The, the, The theory was that Texas was a little bit better than Washington. The theory was wrong. And the, and the reason is that Michael Penix Jr. is a living witch. Now, I think I've heard you mention a couple times, Mark, as we look at the national title game, Michigan and Washington, it's good versus evil. Can you expand on that? I think, obviously, I know where you're going with it, but just talk about that title game. And again, I think that's just a a really interesting way to look at it, the good versus evil narrative in that one. Of course. Washington, the total underdog. Uh, You know, schools like South Carolina and Florida say, well, if we get rid of Beamer and Napier, who are we going to get that's better? Well, Lance Leipold still doesn't really have a name. Certainly didn't a few years ago. Kalen DeBoer doesn't have a name. Certainly didn't a few years ago. You're the athletic director. Go find the next one of those guys because they're out there. How about that as an underdog story? Kalen DeBoer takes off over four and eight Washington. They were four and eight. The Gamecocks can relate to that record, right? Four and eight. Um, look at where they are now. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Okay? Look at where they are now. Michael Penix Jr., four consecutive seasons ended by injury, season-ending injury, lied on the floor of his dorm room bed crying on an Indiana game day, asking if himself if he wanted to continue this life. Okay? Think about the underdog story. Think about the fact that they don't meet the blue-chip ratio. No team that has ever failed to meet the blue-chip ratio has ever won the national championship. Got to be at 50% or better. Four or five-star players on your team coming out of high school. Washington's at 34%. They are the ultimate underdog story. And Michigan cheated. And Michigan knows they cheated. And Chris, Michigan acknowledged they cheated by accepting their punishment and by firing those on their staff who did cheat. I'm not concerned with who on the staff knew about it. I see video of Michigan players calling Ohio State signal on the sidelines. It's, it was obviously pervasive throughout the program, right? Obviously, everyone knows the scoop. They cheated. To me, there was a far greater argument for keeping Michigan out of the playoff than there was Florida State's. Still is. They cheated. I'm a high school teacher, Chris. You cheat, you get a zero. Did Michigan get a zero when they cheated? You know what I mean? Did Michigan get a zero? No, they didn't. Here they are in the national championship game. I do think it's going to be tough for Washington to win this game. I do. Uh, I believe my score is 31-20 Michigan. Uh, 
I, I don't think it's a great matchup for Washington. Uh, their chance, okay, their chance is somehow, um, you know, if they keep Michigan under 30 points, and then if the Broyles award-winning offensive line can keep Penix's jersey clean, that's their shot. So, Mark, switching gears a little bit because we just got some news. Um, you know, I want to go back to the portal conversation, and I, and I want to get your reaction to this because I know you feel strongly on it. Do you get excited because of your disgust with the portal? Do you get excited when your team, the Florida Gators, though, lands a commitment? Because we just saw on social media, to your point, Grayson Pup Howard committed to Florida. This happened 18 minutes ago. He actually posted a graphic with the Gators gear, he's rocking on, you know, he's, he's sitting next to the Gator. You'll see it on social media at some point. Your thoughts on that? Because this is a guy that was a four-star signee, um, you know, was highly rated. What, what's interesting about it is he was a guy you tell that, me, you know. Chris, is he a bust? Is he a bust? I, I, don't, I don't think so. I, I think he's a talented football player. I think South Carolina fans that are trying to say that he was slow, that he was this, he was that. I mean, that's just people trying to throw salt on a guy who's leaving, but he is a talented football player. Like, I think it is a positive addition, whoever landed him. But he's also a guy that Shane Beamer went on record back in December of 22 and said, uh, Pup Howard texted me and said he would die for this university. So I'm just asking you, like, how do you feel when, you know, because I, I know you feel very strongly on, say, a Florida State guy transferred to Florida. You don't look at them the same. Do you look at guys that enter from the portal? Do you look at them differently? Do you look at them as mercenaries, as rentals, as, you know, I'm like what? what's the feeling? Because it's a weird feeling, right? It's it's almost an icky feeling, if you will. Here, no, I, I don't feel great about it, Chris, because the, guy, the first guy to transfer is the first guy to opt out of your bowl game, is the first guy to transfer again, is the first guy to threaten to sue the NCAA if they don't give him immediate eligibility at his, at his next school. All right. Um, you've heard the phrase, once a cheater, always a cheater. Once a quitter, always a quitter. I mean, seriously. So um, I hope he makes my program better. All right. I'm not hopeful that Florida is going to get more than a year of decent play out of him. So I think it's a gross system. Um, I hope he makes my team better. Florida just lost to Scooby Williams to the portal at that linebacker position. I hope he makes the team better. You know, I hope he contributes enough to a winning effort to where Billy Napier can save his job in 2024. And Mark, this is just kind of a side note, but speaking on the portal, I think one of my favorite rants I've ever heard you have, and it's just, you know, it's kind of like you just – there's some friends out there, some people you just like to hear them get riled up because it just it, it makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside. I don't know. Maybe you're maybe you're kind of like that for me. But the rant you had about DJ Uyunglele when he hit the portal and he said forever a beaver in his statement, and your reaction was probably one of my favorite you ever had. And that just since we're talking about the portal and, and asking about this, that's probably one of my favorite rants you've ever had. The forever a beaver from Uyunglele, who's now at Florida State. Ironically enough, that Florida State Clemson game is going to be electric. This well, let season, me tell you, the way. Clemson fans are really <laughs> trembling about that one, right? They're really, they're really trembling about that uh. one. Uh, no, you know, I think Chris, that was. You know how Twitter shows you the analytics? Mm. I never had a reply to a tweet that went as viral as that one did. You mm. know what I mean? Normally, the tweets that go viral are your own content, right? Not a reply you posted on somebody else's. 
This was a reply, and I said, forever a beaver, more like one month a beaver, who's now going to be attending his third school in as many years. The hell out of here. Forever a beaver. You know, <laughs> really? Um, okay, whatever you say, DJ. Uh, you can say this, Chris. I think Florida State downgraded at the quarterback position, right? I mean, I think they got someone who at best is solid. At best mm. is solid. Um I don't think anyone is trembling about Florida State. I think DJ is going to regret coming to Florida State really quickly when they when he realizes they're on track for an eight and four season next year, and he's looking at himself in his mirror in the, in the mirror, and he knows that he's not the primary responsible. He's not primarily responsible for them being worse, but he's going to be blamed for them being worse, right? Jordan Travis, where's Jordan Travis? Where we had Jordan Travis, we were unbeaten. Now we got this guy. They're losing so much, you know. They're Keon Coleman is not walking through that door. Johnny Wilson is not walking through that door. Many on that offensive line not walking through that door. So I just don't think Florida State's going to be the same team, and he's going to be part of the reason why. But he's going to be blamed as though he's the entire reason why. Does he have any eligibility left after this season, Chris? My money is on him transferring again after this year. <laughs> <laughs> I, that that brings me to my next point too, Mark, because I wanted to talk about that Orange Bowl, that sixty-three to three slaughtering, and I know you you've talked a lot about that game, and you've got thoughts on it. Why you know just in regards to what it means for Florida State and for Georgia specifically, but it sounds like you think FSU falls off a cliff next year. Like this isn't it was a one year they kind of went chips all in on a national title, and that that'll be it. I mean, it, do, do you think that Florida State falls? I guess that far, like they're staring at a. They're no longer the favorites in the ACC, it sounds like. No, they're not. Of course they're not. Um, I don't think they fall off a cliff. I, I think they're about an 8-4, and 9-3 and three team. Um, so they'll be good, not great, and DJ is going to take most of the arrows. Kyle McCord just left Ohio State because he was blamed for what happened to them. He didn't appreciate being blamed. I think DJ is going to be in the exact same spot, and the answer is that they don't have the Jimmys and the Joes. Now, I will forever feel like they were the most screwed over team, one of the most screwed over teams in the history of sports. The 1972 USA men's basketball team played in the bronze, in the uh, the semifinal against Russia, Chris. They, the officials made them replay the ending of that game three different times until Russia won. And then that was the one that they counted. And then Team USA didn't show up for its medal, rightfully so. The right move for Florida State was not to show up for its medal. Its medal was the Orange Bowl. That, the right move for what was for them not to show up to that game, right? I think in retrospect, if you said, would you rather have not shown up or get this result, that would have been the better result. It's nothing to do with the opponent they had. There's everything to do with how the system jobbed them. But they overachieved with a superstar quarterback, much like Washington has overachieved with a superstar quarterback. Um, I just don't think you can draw anything from that Georgia result. Georgia would beat its own practice squad 63 to 3. Georgia beat Florida State's practice squad 63 to 3. Congratulations. Did Florida State fans, Mark, have a legitimate gripe after watching because I, I saw a lot of it after the Michigan Alabama game. Alabama loses. 
Did you come away from that game sort of echoing what FSU fans on social media were saying that this is proof that the committee got it wrong. This is proof Florida State should have gotten in. Well, I, I looked at it, Chris, like you had two other unbeaten Power 5 conference champions, and they both won. And, you know, it's it's amazing to me what the committee prioritizes. You still can't describe to me why Georgia fell to six. You, you know, so, so Chris, like, just follow follow this argument here. Why did Georgia fall to six? Georgia fell to six because Texas beat Alabama and Alabama beat Georgia. And the committee felt like this is a rule that we have to do, right? I mean, am I wrong? That's why Georgia became the first team ever on the final weekend to fall from number one out of the top four. It only happened because of transitive property. Texas beat Alabama, got to have them in. Alabama beat Georgia, got to have them in. We've got two other unbeaten Power Five conference champions. Why did this, uh, how come a rule wasn't that you have to have Florida State in? Why was that not a rule? Because you followed these other stupid rules where it's like, okay, Georgia lost to them. They lost to them. A beat B, B beat C. We got to have Georgia out of it. They followed other stupid rules, you know? And what we saw was there was a reason that Alabama lost a game. There was a reason that Texas lost a game. They're flawed. They're less flawed than Michigan and Washington. So I, I just, I think the committee was corrupt and they're inventing rules as they go along. Uh, and happy new year to everybody but the college football playoff committee, Chris. <laughs> now, Mark, as you look at the rest of the SEC, uh, some big winners, Missouri over Ohio State, Ole Miss over Penn State, LSU and Tennessee both had nice wins on New Year's Day. What were your biggest takeaways, or was there anything in particular that jumped out to you from the SEC's bowl season? I and mean, obviously these bowl games, you know, some of these games happening against shell of teams, but still, uh, you know, you have programs like Ole Miss hit 11 wins first time in program history. You know, again, the, the optics of a Mizzou being in Ohio State. Your just overall thoughts on the SEC bowl season, was there one thing that jumped out to you? There is exactly one conference that the SEC does not have a plus 500 bowl record against, Chris. Who is it? I think I saw you post this, so it's a little bit unfair. Um, okay. So I, I think you said it was the MAC, correct? The MAC yeah. is 2-2 two two against the SEC in bowl games. The SEC has a plus 500 record <laughs> over everybody else. That's fascinating to me. I'd love to see some more. When's the last time we had a legitimate bowl game between the SEC and the Mac, man. I'd love, I'd love to see it. Uh, you know, bowl games matter to me. It's clear they don't matter mm -hmm. to everyone else anymore. I'm tired of people blaming Florida State because that game didn't matter to them. You've hit them over the head for 10 years with bowl games don't matter, and then you expect them to, to show up when it matters. That's, that's ridiculous. That is, that is just insane that people would do that to them. The SEC, uh, I was impressed with how Kentucky hung with Clemson. One could make a point, Kentucky should have won that game, okay? Well, I mean, they, they, they led for seemingly a majority of that contest. I was impressed with how that, with how that happened. Um, how about this? Clemson has beaten more SEC teams, too, in the last five weeks 
Okay, he's beaten as many SEC teams too in the last five weeks as Ohio State has in the last 33 years. And you wonder why Ryan Day is uh, having a a buttocks burn going on right now. You wonder. Yeah, and I, I heard your segment yesterday talking about South Carolina fans actually dissing themselves when talking about Clemson's oh. SEC record. That uh, you, you made Clemson a good point. Is Fifteen and seven <laughs> against the SEC in the last ten years. Clemson plays two point two SEC games per year. Fifteen and seven over the last ten years. The best ten years of SEC football history. And I had Gamecock fans telling me, "Yeah, but most of your wins are over us." Do you guys have any idea what you're saying? Most of your wins are over us. Is that not the problem? <laughs> What's exactly, exactly. That is the problem, right? That is the problem. Mark Ryan of the fan upstate. Mark, one last thing before I get you out of here, because for the most part, the dust has settled on the 2023 football season, obviously the national title game upcoming Monday, but I'll ask you now, when you look back on the 2023 season, obviously you're in the upstate. It's a lot of South Carolina, a lot of Clemson. But when you think of the 2023 college football season, what will be your biggest takeaway or what will you remember most, if you will? That the entire focus from beginning to end was all about the college football playoff and nothing else. And the entire focus all year long, Chris, was for about eight hours of football that took place between 5 p.m. and 1 a.m. on New Year's uh, on New Year's Day into January 2nd. And it pains me what we've done to the most beautiful sport. It pains me. All anyone talked about was two games, eight hours of football. Can we please go back to the pre-BCS era, where the Rose Bowl was the Big Ten against the Pac-12, and the Sugar Bowl was SEC. And then you had to have um, Ohio State knock out Jake Plummer to make the Florida-Florida State game mean something. You had to have Texas beat Nebraska in the Big 12 championship game to have it mean something. Because in that era, Chris, for all of us, we knew when the year began, we're not playing in the national championship game, right? Only two teams go. We all, oh, what present are we going to get this year? The present was your bowl game. That was the present that you look forward to. To me, personally, a bowl game counts for more than any game you play in the regular season. But I'm not too big of a moron not to realize that I'm in the serious minority to a, to a, uh, to a, to a population that has been snowed over to believe that these are, quote, meaningless exhibition games. Um, they're not meaningless to a lot of people, man. Uh, this was the present that you got for a good season. And if you had a great season, you got to go to a great bowl game. You got to be a great bowl game champion. It, it saddens me that our whole focus has boiled down to eight hours. Okay. Uh, and um, I choose Chris quantity over quality because I don't want to see what happened to Florida state happen to anyone else. But now again, even more, what was unique about college football, it was this brilliant regular season sport where the regular season games were the playoff. Now, even more so it's all about the playoff, right? And, you know, 
you're not going to have a single player with a sniff of a chance of, of making the NFL draft, being drafted, playing in these games anymore. Uh, why even have them? Chris, if you subscribe to anything worth doing is worth doing well, why have bowl games moving forward anymore? Why, why have them? You know, because they're football and we'll watch it. I mean, I guess no one's going to be there. No one's going to care. Um, you know, let's hope that South Carolina can elevate itself to the point where a playoff season is a good season, a great season, and a non-playoff season is a, is a, is a watch. It's a flush. That's where Florida is. That's where Florida's going to be. Um, I, I'm sad. I'm sad for the direction of college football, man. I really am. You go back and forth between the stages of grief, right? Like you start out in denial, and then you have anger and bargaining and acceptance. And I'm working through them, Chris, but I'm, I'm not a happy camper, to say the least. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mark Ryan of the Fan Upstate. Offsides Mark Ryan every single day, 3 to 7. Mark, you do a fantastic job. Let folks know on social media where they can find you because I'm sure we'll have a lot of new viewers on this segment specifically today. Oh, yeah, guys. It's, it is it is great to have you. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm on social media at Mark Ryan on air. That's at M-A-R-C Ryan on air. I'd love to have you guys follow along. Um, welcome to the journey. Offsides uh, is, uh, is, a, is a top show in the, uh, in the upstate sports talk. And we're on 3 to 7 p.m. every single day. If you're in the upstate, it's on 97.7 FM and 97.1 FM. And you can always listen to us on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, 3 to 7 p.m. every single day. Happy New Year, Chris. Happy New Year to most of your listeners. Happy New Year to everyone out there listening, except the College Football Playoff Committee. <laughs> I look forward to being on with you this year, man. Talk soon. Congratulations. Mark, I appreciate you, man. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much. 